Hey, I'm Brady Hyen, and this is Bettering Nashville. This week on the show, I'm speaking with Metro Council member Tom Druffel, who represents District 23 in the Metro Council. We talk about all sorts of things, like how he came to the Metro Council, what his first term has been like, and some priorities he has for his district. Even if you don't live in District 23, there's a lot of good stuff in here for everyday Nashvillians. So I hope you enjoy. Hey, Tom. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. Good to have you on the show. I'm glad you were able to speak with me, and I'm excited to learn more about you and your district. And uh, you represent District 23, is that right? Yeah, District 23. uh, It's like most of the districts, we all try to figure out where that really lies. (laughs) Um, It includes uh, uh, Westmead, Hillwood, uh, Warner Park, and Bellmead, along with some uh, outline areas here and there. But uh, just sort of that central spot west of Nashville. Okay. Is there more than is there more than one district in that kind of area? I know that there's maybe a couple on the west side. I'm on the west side as well. Um, so uh, I know you're not my representative. I'm up in Charlotte Park, but I wasn't sure how many are how many districts are on this side of town. Yeah. Now Kathy Murphy uh, has the district right before me. So if you go west after mm. 440, uh, you run into Kathy Murphy, um, and then uh, I. You hit me after uh, Whitebridge, uh, and then actually a little farther along, um, then you hit hit my district. And then after my district, after you get through the hills, uh, out 70, you get into the Bellevue districts. So okay. you get Gloria Hausers and uh, David and Roseburgs. Okay, gotcha. So to get started, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, um, how you came to Nashville, what your story's been so far, and how you ended up getting involved in Metro Council? You got about two hours, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm i in the hotel business. Uh, I started as a dishwasher when I was 16, gotten in, mm. involved in this for a long time, joined Marriott, uh, eventually became a vice president. Uh, tra- I think we moved 15 times. Um, and, uh, joined another company and another company. And, and, uh, right after nine 11, uh, we were looking for a place that would be, um, a good place to sort of settle down a little bit more after all the moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had an opportunity to ma- uh, move to Nashville and, and, uh, holiday and Vanderbilt general manager position was open. Uh, decided to take a step back to, um, sort of build a community, uh, a part of my life that was not there. And when you travel back up for a second, when you travel all the time, you really have no other life. You, you hope mm. to spend some time with your family. I was usually gone five days a week, uh, work, you know, 16 hour days. Um, so wow. when we got to Nashville after nine 11, it, it gave me a pause in my life. Um, and, and, I had always talked about wanting to get involved in the community. Um, I've been working with at-risk kids for 35, 40 years mm. uh, in some of my spare time uh, in inner cities uh, and sort of said, well, I'd love to get involved in the community. I'd love to get to know uh, my family a little bit better and actually have friends where I can show up on a night and, uh, and have a beer and, and just enjoy the time with them. And uh, yeah. never had that before. So I wow. uh, get to Nashville and, and my whole family, we sort of all paused and said, 
hey, this is this we found the best city in the country. Uh, <laughs> number one and two is we got a chance to really get to know and, and really have a better quality of life, I think. That's great. So fast forward um, from the early 2000s to today, uh, what brought you to the Metro Council? How did that how did that work out? Well, again, that's a long story. Um, uh, community service sort of drove me there, but um, politics or, or um, public service, I like to think about it, is, is, was never ever high on my list. <laughs> uh, it was a suggestion by a friend that was involved in politics. Um, uh, he suggested, and I said, There's, that's just the dumbest thing you ever heard. <laughs> uh, and he came back and said, just check with three friends. And he'd been in, he'd been at Metro Council and Mm. I said, well, okay. And then I ignored it. And he said, no, check with three friends. And, and they all said, Hey, that, it's not a bad idea because you're involved. You've been involved in business and community. Uh, and I've been working with the high school education uh, and academies for a long time. And mm. uh, he, he goes, well, check with your wife. And all of a sudden I'm checking with my wife, Margie. And she says, that's a great idea. And I don't think we knew what that meant, <laughs> but <laughs> at the time it sounded good. And, and I, I really was still very reluctant. Um, but in, in December, I'll never forget this, uh, Butch uh, Spearden has a, a, a holiday event for the hoteliers and, and hospitality field. And somehow he got wind of it. And so I'm in a, a meeting and, and they said, well, one of our uh, buddies, Tom Druffles, were looking at running for Metro Council. And I said, holy cow, <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. Uh, I'll never forget it. And uh, all of a sudden, people afterwards are lining up and saying, how do we support you? And here's a check. And of course, I couldn't do any of that. I just said, well, I'm sort of exposed. And so I, you know, sort of got me there, uh, sort of pushed me over the edge, I guess. Uh, so someone like decided that. for you. Yeah, I guess. I, I prayed a lot about it because, I, you know, you do a lot of community work. And I, I really, you mm-hmm. see the direct effect of community work. Uh, working uh, again in the high school academies and, and working with uh, some at-risk youth. And you can see the direct impact. Um, mm-hmm. uh, public service is not so easy. Um, you have to, you, you work toward policy, but you have to work in a lot of different ways to get some of the similar accomplishments. Yeah. So is this your first term then? Yeah, it's okay. my first term. We so all started back. I was in a runoff, so I didn't really start until last October. Okay. So I'm just starting my second year, and uh, it's been a whirlwind um, tornado. You, uh, yeah, this yeah. is quite the year to hop on uh, the Metro Council, I would say. Uh, I've spoken with some, some other members, and they've said the same thing. Has anything, with this being your first term, has anything surprised you, uh, upended your expectations or anything? No, I, you don't know what to expect. I'm mm-hmm. in business and, and in the past, my experience in business is when you um, have a need or a change or a strategic change, you go through a, a pretty significant plan and you talk through and you talk with a lot of people about it and then you lead that process. Um, you know, some of the frustrations I think is is that we aren't allowed to talk to each other because of, of uh you know, the, the rules. Um, mm-hmm. So you, you can't really say, hey, here's a need with other Metro Council people, but the Sunshine Law prevents us from having a, a good discussion before the time comes mm-hmm. in a public forum. I, quite a hurdle to, to do that because you don't, you don't get a chance to really um, uh, surface issues uh, until you really get on the floor with a bill. 
Yeah. And I think that's a difficult process that most people aren't aware of. Um, and then when you get there, you know, there's a lot of people with different, uh, with, with 40 people on the council, you got a lot of people with different uh, experiences, different uh, expectations, uh, very diverse views. Mm-hmm. So it becomes very difficult to, uh, to go through a process compared to business. And, and again, business, it's a very, um, can drive you you have a, a much more concerted effort that's uh, not so diverse you're all mm-hmm. very similar the same team goals you want you know improve market share you want to improve you know your market positioning in in this city and, and all that kind of stuff and and you can get a lot of people with a similar mission but uh, uh, everybody has very diverse views which creates uh, a, really a strength of our metro council in a way but also uh, it creates some difficulties, I think, yeah. in terms of us having uh, to to figure this out on the floor. Yeah, in such a tight window of time, uh, I've heard this. I've heard this issue brought up by some of the other council members. Um, do you have any kind of idea of how that problem could be addressed uh, in a in a fair way? I know the the the, the laws are there for a reason, but uh, it seems like it, it really puts a puts a lot of pressure on the council members. Yeah, knowing, you know, I never, from a distance, you always wonder about politics and how to trust someone that has this position. Um, so I get the Sunshine Law, you know, mm-hmm. from a, a constituent for, you know, I'm almost 69 for a constituent politics. You go, you want that level of trust that everything's public. Um, but I think there's a position where, you know, there should be some, some, uh, broader aspect. And I don't know how to change that, to be honest with you, mm-hmm. to to change that. I think within the council, we're currently starting to talk about how do we structure our committee meetings so that they, they will be public, but at the same time, they, they can be more of a discussion yeah. instead of a, a, you know, a commitment on a bill mm-hmm. or a resolution that puts you in a tough binder position right away. And, and in fact, our first meeting is tonight uh, to discuss how we could possibly improve the, our committees in this structure. Interesting. I, I think with that, we have a better chance then to um, uh, build build it together as a team rather than wait for someone to bring something. And, and you know, sometimes there's five people with all the same idea. And, mm. and then you get yeah. out and you go, where do you go from here? You know, you got to amend and you got to change things. So, yeah. um, the structure does prevent us from being able to do it uh, at a level I think would be better. Yeah. So is it, correct me if I'm wrong, but in a council meeting, it's kind of a going through a docket of bills and measures and just kind of giving a yes, no vote on it. How much discussion does go on in a council meeting? Um, There's consent agendas. First of all, you have uh, public hearings, usually in the first part. Um, and then um, the uh, vice mayor Shulman usually puts together what he thinks are consent agendas on the resolutions, which are first, uh, then first reading, um, and then second reading and third reading. Uh, and so most, you know, there's a lot of bills and a lot of issues that are simply uh, how to change the fire hydrant, you know, simple mm-hmm. uh, public, um, public works issues. Um but then there's, you know, there's always a few that are, whether a resolution or uh, first reading, actually, first reading, most of all accepted. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to second reading, that's when we really have higher discussions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, uh, let's say there's 100 bills or 100 uh, points that we have to discuss. 
a, a fair amount of those will be uh, consent where everybody goes where there's really no issue. Right. Um, then some, of course, will have higher levels of discussion. Um, uh, and when you do that, you, you, you know, again, it's the first time sometimes uh, other council members have seen this, understand. Uh, they don't always understand the intent because we can't even send information to each other except in a very generic way, mm-hmm. our intent of doing something. So um, uh, it, it becomes difficult because, you know, people will go, why are you doing that? What's the intent? Is, is there a purpose behind what you're saying? And until you get on the floor to explain it or in mm-hmm. the committees is generally when we, we explain it. So uh, once all those bills are announced, usually the week before, uh, they go before uh, one of the uh, at least one or two committees mm-hmm. to discuss, and so that's when we first get a glance of what's going on. Okay, yeah, that's a really interesting, especially coming from the business world, where you're able to have almost twenty four hour conversation about problems uh, with your colleagues to go into Metro Council, where you have very rest- uh, tight restrictions on what you can talk about outside of the meetings. Uh, that I'm sure that. Pr- um, creates a lot of interesting problems, but it's encouraging to hear that you all are uh, aware of it and discussing potential solutions of how to be- become more effective with that. Yeah, we hope to. It, it's, I'm hoping that through, uh, we're looking at organizational committees and that if we can structure them in a broader way and have them more often in, in, in a longer term, most of our committee meetings are 15 minutes to 45 minutes. Okay. And when you think about uh, the length of that committee uh, you're really trying to just get to top line, uh, you know, work. You really can't get into underlying issues, and you can't bring in uh, professionals to possibly highlight um, w- their perspective on those. Um, because uh, it's you know, if it's public safety, you really want police or fire or someone mm-hmm. to be able to highlight and comment on it. And uh, we're we're actually just starting to get to doing some of that um, well, where good. we can spend some time. That's good. Um, c- can you tell us a little bit about District 23, um, maybe why, how it's unique amongst the other districts or any uh, unique needs or priorities that your constituents have? Well, of course, it's the best district in the city, you know, <laughs> of the 35, and I'm just kidding, of course. Um, I think we're unique in that we have very little, we're very st- uh, stable, we have very low growth. Uh, if you look at almost every district, they're going through zoning and they're going through a lot of work uh, in terms of, of uh, planning and zoning and codes. Uh, in, in our district, there it, it's mature. There's very few places where you can build a, have a development. Um, Westmead is is built out with one to two acre lots. Yeah, Mead, of course, is is uh, they're you know doing some work there occasionally where they might uh, revamp, tear down a, a house or, or redo a house, uh, but very few open lots in our neighborhood. Um, so, you know, most of our neighborhood is, is stable. Uh, it's, it's changes. Uh, most of our neighbors are, have been there for a long time. So we're very unique. Uh, having traveled around the country, um, it's the most amazing place. When we got to Westmead, my wife and I thought, you know, we'll probably see people coming and going. and. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're second or third generation that are living in Westmead. Wow. And um, you don't see that very often yeah. in a city um, around the country. Um, two of our neighbors, uh, you know, they've just moved in houses that, you know, are, are, you know, their parents are just a few blocks away. 
Wow. Um, so th- that's a very cool aspect. Um, and, and I think it creates st- stability. Um, and Hillwood and, and Westmead are very similar. Like Warner Park is the same thing uh, over by St. Henry's. That's mm-hmm. called Warner Park. Uh, but th- that's sort of the cool part of our neighborhood. It's, it's um, stable. Um, it's growing. A lot of people are coming in and taking some of the old ranch houses and building much larger houses. Mm-hmm. I think that's the big difference right now is, is they see the, the, you know, the beautiful lots and, and sort of the canopy of trees wow. in our neighborhood. And, and they start to see the opportunity. Um, and I think most of us want to be there forever. And I think yeah. that's a lot different than most. Yeah, I would say so. So with such a stable neighborhood and kind of um, a lot of history there, what are some of the priorities or things that they your constituents ask you about or want to, you to represent for them? Well, um, I, I think number one is keeping our neighborhood the way it is. Mm. Um, if you move in, um, like uh, we're in our house that will be there forever. Mm. We, we, we love it. Uh, we don't plan on moving. You don't want any changes around you. I mean, you, 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 you come to the neighborhood for the purpose it's designed and you don't want big, tall skinnies to mm-hmm. come in. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, most of our zoning doesn't allow that. There's a few pockets, but I think, you know, what, what's cool about it is that we all want to uh, sort of live the way it's, it's designed mm-hmm. and not make any changes. Uh, so I think that's really an important part of what's happened with that in mind, knowing that there's not many much room for change that allows me to spend a little bit more time to do maybe more global, uh, take on a couple global issues, uh, such as education. I chaired the education committee and, okay. um, my hope is that, um, it, it's been not necessarily a passive committee in the past, but it's been one where unless legislation occurs, we don't meet. Mm. Um, we're, we're changing that. We're, we're going to meet with the school board, hopefully on a monthly basis. We got our first meeting set <clears throat> with that. Um, I hope to align uh, with the school board's needs and, and the mayor uh, and deputy director on education so that when it comes to budget season, uh, we're aligned on programs and we can completely support um, programs that make sense uh, that can grow um, mm-hmm. and really make a difference in our kids' lives. So uh, with a stable neighborhood it allows me maybe to do a little bit more in other areas yeah. And, and I hope to make a difference that way where we can, um, uh, you know, we've always invested in our public education, but have we invested at the, at, at, at enough mm. or at the right place to make a difference for our kids? Mm. Uh, and that's what I hope to spend a little more time on since I'm in, in a better situation that way. Yeah. Okay. So are you involved in any other committees beyond the education committee? Yeah, probably the most active one is budget finance. Okay. Um, um, I'm that's probably the most active committee, where you spend more time and during the budget uh, season, April through early June, you spend hours and hours and hours not only going over everybody every department's budget, but then trying to understand the underlying uh, costs and, and and needs of each department. Uh, that's pretty active. Um, it's probably the most active except for maybe planning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that committee, I'm on audit, uh, which is also um, unique. There's only two council members on that uh, committee. Mm-hmm. And we uh, there's a separate audit function within the city 
at audits departments every three years, oh. and um, I'm part of the audit. It's not as well known, um, yeah, but it allows us. Yeah, allows us to. Um, it's the mayor's deputy director of, of finance, or his director of finance. Uh, the uh, mayor, vice mayor, uh, are on it, uh, and a couple of um, uh, people that are uh, very involved in finance in the county. Um, <clears throat> It allows us to have an oversight to some of the departments and make sure from an accounting and control perspective, we're doing it. Uh, I'm on audit committee, not as active right now because of uh, not much going on. And then I'm on, um, see, budget finance, active, um, and that's it. Okay, great. Education. Um, it sounds like this is a lot of work. And from what I've heard from you, you're also still working in the hotel industry. Uh, I've heard that all the council members kind of manage their workload a little differently. Can you talk to us about what your work week or your work month looks like trying to fit in the Metro Council? Yeah, you know, everybody calls it a part-time job and um, it, it really is a good part of the time, but then there's, you know, legislation that comes up could be, uh, you know, I'll talk about the budget. When with the budget card, I had 3,225 emails over a two and a half month period of time. Oh, I guess. And, and so now some are standard email, so you don't know, but I try to make sure every constituent I, I respond to, Wow! but you, you, you get a lot of, um, you get a lot of emails during periods, uh, or, or there's hot periods. Mm. Um, it, it, there's issues that occur in the neighborhood. Like we have a homeless encampment right now mm. that is, is sort of, uh, moving around a little bit. And so all of a sudden, it, there's there's more involvement um, in in local issues, mm-hmm. um, but by all means, uh, in terms of part time, uh, it is. I, I just try to manage it to make sure that I'm responding to everybody within a day or two, calling everybody back, doing the basics right, um, and you can. I think in this position, you could be more involved um, if you're actively trying to work on legislation. Mm. And, and doing it right, and if it's a bigger level of legislation, you really um, have to spend some time researching and doing some work on it. Absolutely. Like right now, I'm working on debt policy to cap our, our debt spending per operating statement as a percentage. And and so you can't just sort of go in and say, here's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got to make sure that you have everything behind you because if it becomes a policy within the, the city, you can do that. So fundamentally, you you know, it's probably part-time to some degree, mm-hmm. except different times of the year. But for those that have, uh, that are driven on certain aspects, whether they're planning, um, public works or whatever, they can stay pretty active trying to do more. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you can really put your whole self into it if, if you, if you let yourself. Um, yeah, that's the way. Could you tell us a little bit about how you would recommend anyone listening to this that wants to just be more involved or more in the loop, uh, how they can get more involved in their neighborhood or their local government. Yeah. I, I, I wish, um, you know, you see a lot of activity and, and so a lot of people saying they would like to see something different. Mm. Um, I I think we really need people to sign up and, and start doing more uh, there's a lot of needs in our city, whether it's environmental versus uh, people that they're economically disadvantaged. There's a tremendous amount of needs. Um, 
you know, I, I started doing it because uh, many years ago when I saw some of my employees at the Chicago downtown Marriott have very difficult lives and saw the need for, you know, at-risk people. But um, I, I, there are so many different organizations. Uh, if you simply Google uh, your interest and your organization um, will pop up. Um, I would also say, let's don't wait. Uh, it's so easy to say, I'll do that next year, right? Mm. <laughs> it seems like a simple thing to do some point in time. Um, just do it. Uh, you know, I, I would suggest if there's uh, the people that are viewing or hearing, um, we need you. Um, we need you to be the next council people, Congress people, uh, but we need the people that are active. I, one of the things I've always looked at before voting is, what is the person actively done that's before they, they run for that office? Mm -hmm. If they say they're for education, but they've done nothing and been never involved in the committee and never volunteered, I'd have to ask myself, you know, what are they truly interested or are they just making a statement mm -hmm. to get elected? Mm -hmm. um, we need people that are active um, in, in every aspect, whether it's food security, education, uh, conservation there, there's so much that needs to be done and, and my hope is that we can um take people your age and and um find ways that they can stay active yeah. if anybody is looking for a place to go i i'd be glad to um you can easily find me i can help um i've been active in several areas and i think um if you're just saying gosh i want to get involved hey take a minute to to write me or i'll be glad to talk to you and I can help guide you into places that might excite you and, and make a difference. What's amazing in, as a volunteer is you can see direct impact from the time you put in. And I think that's so cool mm. is I had several kids that probably may not have made it out of high school and just spending that time with them. They, they actually have hope in a life. Mm. And, and I think we don't realize how much impact we can in someone's life. So anyhow, long-winded, but the reality is get involved. It, it, don't say you're going to do it tomorrow. Um, don't wait for New Year's. <laughs> do it before Thanksgiving. Uh, do it now. Um, and you're, 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 the, 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 the excitement and the you, you'll feel really great about yourself and you'll be really great about what's going to happen when you, when you do it. Awesome. Incredible advice. Um, I'm maybe building off of that. I have uh, one final question for you here that I ask everyone that comes on the show and whether it relates to the work of Metro Council or not, uh, if you're talking to Nashvillians, how do you think we can make Nashville better? Um, we, you know, we have, we have the people. Um, if you talk to people that care, uh, we have an impact. We have, we have a lot of people. I mean, everybody that I talk to wants to have an impact, but we don't execute that. We don't stay with it. Uh, we're not consistent. Um, you know, we, we have 37208 zip code, which is the most incarcerated in the country. Mm. And, and so um, working on a couple of projects, but um, find, a, you know, find a place that can make an area better. Um, and so how do we make Nashville better is, is everybody getting involved at a higher level, um, whether it's financially or you're spending your time. Uh, I mean, we should be pretty thankful that we're actually, we got a good, God is a good city that cares. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I always had this term people first um, in hotels. 
that means I might have the nicest, you know, not the nicest looking hotel or the nicest looking hotel, but what do we people remember when they leave my hotel? What do people remember when they leave the city? Hmm. Uh, they remember the people. Um, I, I, so I, you know, we just had a hotel renovation in, in, you know, a few years ago as an example, and I might get carried away here, but so, and I've been with, you know, all these nice hotels and, and it's, it's, it's so interesting that they'll give us a comment card or we get these guest surveys and we're going, gosh, we just spent $10 million. Our hotel looks great. And they go, yeah, Sally at the front desk was so nice. And it, it just reminds you that the people make the difference. Mm. When people come to our city, they go, what's in your water? Mm. You got the friendliest city in the world. <laughs> we, we need to carry that and bridge across bubbles. I, I call bubbles. You know, I live in a nice area, mm -hmm. uh, three miles away. They don't know what they're going to eat on weekends. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we, we got to build bridges to the bubbles. Um, and I could talk about that for a long time, but we, we seem so um, comfortable in our bubbles. Mm -hmm. We just forget that there's people that need the help. Um, and that goes back to not waiting, but just getting it done now uh, and finding out ways to bridge, you know, our, our life to another person's life um, because I guarantee you um, they live in a, there's some that are living in a very difficult situation, yeah. whether it's food security or, or some, you know, they may not have parents. Um, and, and those are people that we need to help to make this city uh, great from top to bottom. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Uh, thank you for that. And um, once again, thank you for coming on the show and talking with me. Uh, if you could real quick tell anyone that wants to stay in the loop with what you're doing, if uh, whether they're one of your constituents or not, um, how can they um, hear from you or follow along? Yeah, it's tomdruffle.com is my website. Um, and, you know, you go on, you get my newsletter. I have quite a few people getting my newsletter. Uh, I got a lot of people getting my newsletter that are outside. I, I do it monthly and uh, they get a lot of information. I try to keep everybody updated. Um, and for example, we're doing a holiday light contest in our district, um, trying to do something safe during the holidays. Uh, get involved. You know, we're trying to put the money that we raise will go to helping in North Nashville people in need for food. Uh, we're trying to get seniors out the door so that we can in a safe way so that they have something to do and, and going around and see the Christmas and holiday lights. Um, but anyhow, it's through tomdruffle.com. Uh, if you have questions, um, many of you probably are looking at it and going, I'd never do that. I might talk you out of it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much again. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking with you. Tom Druffle, District 23. Uh, thanks. Thanks again. I uh, look forward to the rest of your term. I hope you do some great things. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right. Have a great rest of your day. Bye now. Bye. Once again, that was Tom Druffle representing District 23 in the Metro Council. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. We've got a few more coming out with other council members in the coming weeks, so stick around for that. In the meantime, be sure to follow us at Bettering Nashville on Instagram to see what we're up to and who we're talking with. If you have any suggestions for who you'd like to see on the show, send me a message there on Instagram, or you can email me at betteringnashville at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time.